Ora and welcome to another edition of the GeoDorable podcast with your hosts Chris Morris and Mark Thompson. For more information on this episode, visit the GeoDorable page on Facebook. Evening, Chris. Evening, Mark. We're back again. We're back again, twice in one week. Woohoo! That's, that's, that's what it seems like. Yeah. yeah. Doing well. Welcome, listeners. Uh, we hope everybody's well on this uh, somewhat, well, New Zealand anyway, uh, a little bit cold over the last week, a little bit rainy. Yeah, I mean, today's not cold, it's just wet. Yeah. Um, I'm not freezing in the studio, I'm just sheltering from the rain. Uh, well, we can't hear it, which is good. Yeah. Ah, what a week it's been. It's been a long old week, isn't it? It has been a long old week. Um, and... Ah, actually, I'm trying to think. Not much has actually happened in politics. A few scandals here and there. Uh, yeah, nothing too major. Um, but thankfully, in the world of GIS, nothing is ever static. It changes all the time, and that's what the fun part is. Uh, well, that's why you have dynamic projections, isn't it? Oh, mate, was that a joke? Because if it was, yeah, it was. It was, <laughs> it was a fantastic joke. Um, hmm. So this is uh, episode 25. Woohoo, quarter of a century. Man, who would have thought uh, we would have got here? Yeah, so um, this is the number one geospatial podcast in New Zealand, possibly Australia, um, and definitely one of the top something rathers in the world. Hey, definitely, and um, as ever, we're, we're modest about our success. Yes, but the reason we're so successful is because we bring a variety of uh, items and discussions about the GIS world bit of news uh, topic of the week bit of opinion uh, and a bit of comedy although occasionally we have to point it out <laughs> or in your case explain it well maybe I'm just a different plane from everybody else maybe um, but part of the opinion and comedy um, we'd like to set out that it's part um, what do I say it's it's part of your the, own it's entirely our own. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah, you're getting there. Um, yeah. And this is really just because, uh, although, although we never say anything um, too controversial, we, we, we have day jobs and we'd like to keep them. Yes. Um, and we also want to try and maintain some sort of professionality. Separation, perhaps. Yeah. How's your day job going, Mark? Uh, good. It's quite busy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, we've also had a lot of family stuff on, so... Ah, family. They get in the way, don't they? They do. They do. Actually, I got to spend the day at home on Tuesday. Oh, nice. Teaching the kids, and they actually behaved really well. Now, um, we didn't really talk about this last week. At least I don't remember talking about it, or this week, whatever it was. Um, You were um, attending the field days. Yes. Yes, I attended the field days twice. So the field days are the National New Zealand... National New Zealand National Agricultural pastoral show mm. um, so they get about 20,000 plus people a day through it which doesn't sound like, like like that much if you're in America but in New Zealand that's a heck of a lot for that four days huge and where's it held uh, it's held in Hamilton city wow. of the future wow the Tron the Tron um, yes I went on the Wednesday as a um, representative of my company mm-hmm. stood in the tent and then on the Friday I went as a farmer excellent uh, because I believe uh, your folks are Kiwi farmers, right? Kiwi farmers, yeah. 
where again, all the little kiwis come from little, yeah, yeah yeah we breed hatchlings some say we're a nursery but we're more of a farm because we um sell them off for meat it's, uh, that's it's where you get kiwi really burgers understand. from yeah the people don't really understand that about new zealand we might have these uh, cute little furry animals but um there's money there <laughs> there is um, i feel as though this is a terrible joke we're playing on some of our uh, foreign listeners it'd be like the new zealand gardening rules joke uh, yeah okay anyway with that check up your internet memes <laughs> memes memes let's not go there um anyway I, I wanted to know uh at the field days yes. gis was was that well represented um there was there's quite a lot of gis um yeah. i wouldn't yeah i wouldn't just say it call it gis so you've got your farm mapping providers yep um sure. a lot of a lot of drones there's enough drones that are noticeable of course yep um there's lots of farm mapping systems and again i say lots there's probably more tractor salesmen but you know for the industry they're quite well represented yep um but also a lot into precision ag yeah that's that's uh it's a really interesting um area i do think we should do a um a topic of the week on precision ag at some point yeah so i probably know some people um hopefully but yeah precision ag um but if you've if you're on youtube and you're bored look at driverless tractors oh i've seen some of this stuff um, there's a really things, right? there's a really good ad by John Deere, and it's about four years old. Uh-huh. But it's basically the farmer gets up in the morning and just um, plays on a hologram of stuff that's happening on the farm, and he's got these driverless tractors going around, and they're all controlled by GPS and doing LiDAR and yeah. um, avoiding each other and um, toiling perfect rows. Now this kind of, and, and whether it was planned or not, let's say it was, um, that kind of <laughs> brings us on to um, uh, our news items, uh, and, and uh, I think we should, we should start with um, our inter- Internet of Things uh, news item, um, but before I do that, I'd better play the bed, because, you know, uh, people will miss it. That's right, how will they know it's the news? Yeah, true. Spatial News. Now, Chris, you found some, I want to say propaganda, but it's probably being a little insulting. (laughs) Carry on. (laughs) Um, So you found this page on govloop.com about the promise of the Internet of Things. Which, Um, you know, it it does kind of fit into some of the things we've been talking about in the past around smart communities and smart cities. And, you know, your your previous commentary about smart agriculture. Internet of Things, it fits. Yeah, and we, we like buzzwords. We do. Um, and we've been talking about the Internet of Things, and half of this article was really good about how do you start? Like, we, we want to get involved in the Internet of Things and smart learning and big data, and how do you start? Mm-hmm. Um, and so the first, art, first half of the article goes on about how do you start, um, and then the second half of the article just pushes Esri's GeoVent server. <laughs> you have to take the rough with the smooth, right? Uh, sure. <laughs> I actually um, think it's, uh, you know, as you said, the, the, you know, the, the start of this article, they're, you know, they're talking about um, uh, the five uh, approaches that you can take to the Internet of Things and so forth. I thought that, as you said, was really interesting. Um, and, and it certainly made me think about um, you know, the, the role in the Internet of Things has to play in, in lots of areas. Um, yeah. 
and there's a really great it does have a really great line it's my quote of the week I'll go for it yeah um and it's about um the internet of things oh, think of it as how the internet of things meets the internet of where that is pretty nice eh? that's the million dollar quote there yeah do you reckon we, uh, we could take that and use it as our own probably not but we could give it a go um, so I kind of like that the internet of where yeah um, I can it matches Esri's but yeah we'll have to think up our own wearologies or yeah uh, yeah Anyway, uh, um, but as, as one of our, our keen listeners commented, can you really have an internet of where if it's cloud hosted? Surely the internet are the clouds wireless. Uh, yeah. Don't explain it, just, just laugh at it. Yeah. Good. <laughs> anyway, um, it is good article. We'll post this up on uh, Twitter and Facebook. And, and uh, how will people find that, Mark? Uh, that Google Geodorable. I know, we're top. I mean, Woo-hoo! it's not surprising. But we're <laughs> like the top kind of six, seven results there. We are. I mean, that could just be on our computers because we Google ourselves quite a lot. Speak for yourself. <laughs> um, but yeah, that it, we are on top of Google for Geodorable. So facebook.com slash Geodorable or Twitter, my Geodorable. Um, and um, yeah, uh, yeah. Read at least the top half of this um, article. Yeah, I, I don't know if you do this with articles. I usually read the first half and then skip bits. Yeah, get yeah, through. Sure. Busy life, right? Can't read everything. That's right. Spatial news. Now, Mark, you are a keen cyclist, are you not? I would say that. I mean, I I I have the optimum. I have one less than the optimum number of bikes. Sure. Um, yeah. N plus one. N plus one. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Currently, I'm missing. I don't know what type of bike I'm missing, but I'm definitely missing it. You don't actually have a road bike, though, do you? No, I do. Do you? Okay. Yeah. I have a road bike, and I have my mountain bike hack, and then I have my good mountain bike. Sure. So I, I think I'm missing like a cycle cross or something. Yeah, I'd like to go single gear. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um, so moving on. So, so uh, while perusing Bro- Global Cycling Network, yeah, uh, which is uh, actually really enjoy um, their uh, YouTube videos, um, well worth checking out. I prefer the um, uh, Global Mountain Bike Cycling Network. Yeah, yeah they're cool as well. Um, anyway, so um, one of the things that uh, you know I think local government finds in particular is how do you actually get feedback from the community that you are trying to, you know, do things for. Um, and uh, this article, I think, was a really good example of how you can use mapping to um, engage with your community, especially about specific things. So um, so what is it, Chris? Well, it's it's a web map. Who would have thought it? Uh, but it's a web map that has um, a whole bunch of... Uh, I'm just trying to think about where this is. We should um, mention it. Um, so this is America, uh, just outside Washington um, State. Um, just outside Washington State. Sorry, so just outside Washington. Sorry, I should say uh, Washington D.C. So yeah. what state is that in, Chris? Um, one of them. <laughs> <laughs> You're a weirologist, aren't you? Uh, yeah. Is it Washington? Anyway, <laughs> I tell you what. Can we just get on with it? Um, and so <laughs> many people are wishing we wouldn't. I'm trying. 
trying really hard. Um, so it's got basically their cycle network and the plans for their cycle network and allows you to click on the map, add comments, and um, you know, other people can add comments. Uh, it's actually comments. Maryland. So. Yeah, okay. Um, just Google something. I used the map, huh? Okay, fair enough. Um, so yeah, they've got a proposed cycleways. Yep. And they've published it and they've used the Esri um, template. Yeah, crowdsourcing. The crowdsourcing template, and they've built a um, give us some feedback on our cycle network. And you know, I just think it's that you know a really good way of uh, you know, engaging with a community. Uh, you know, you hold these community meetings, and the only people who actually turn up are the people who are either got an axe to grind or um, are retired or you know whatever else. Um, so I think this is a, a great way of actually getting people um, involved with uh, community projects. Yeah, it, it is. And we've all... I mean, I, the response, we don't know how many people live um, live here. Quite a few, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, so Montgomery County. Uh, being that close to uh, Washington, D.C., I would say lots of people live here. I would say yep. um, Yeah, they've had an okay response. It, it doesn't seem to be overwhelming. I bet there are... More responses by doing this than there would be had you not done it. Yeah, but you could see with a good marketing campaign. So if you went to one of the local online newspapers, yep, and you actually got them to embed this in their web page, you'd or actually you get went, a lot of response. Or you went to all your local bike shops and you know a few QR nah. codes to get people involved. Nah. Okay. People go to bike shops like they do for bars, look at tech, and wish they could buy something new. N plus one. Okay, well, um, I still think it's a, it's a good way to get engagement. In, uh, I hope yeah. So what I thought was interesting in the article is they actually quote this guy, Christopher McGovern, uh-huh. um, and his title is GIS Manager. I wonder what he does. So, but in, instead of... Ty- quoting the, I don't know, the road transport manager or the communication manager or something. They've actually quoted the GIS manager, so they've let the GIS manager out of the office into the public facing. Perhaps he, um, perhaps he's a cyclist. Perhaps he is. Um, but, yeah, again, nice to see uh, GIS managers being pushed to the front. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Spatial news. Now, Chris, how do you annoy New Zealanders? Uh, oh, in many ways. Um, you take the key out of their accent and their inability to say pen. Um, pen? Pen. Pen. Uh, we you, only have three vowels. I know. Uh, you criticise the All Blacks. Oof, don't ever <laughs> want to do that. Um, Especially you criticise the country. That's always a bad one, actually. When you meet people and you go, they go, oh, I've been to New Zealand, and you go, did you like it? And if you say no, oh, man, that's that's a really good way to annoy them. <laughs> yeah, there's too many Kiwis running around. I couldn't get a decent cow burger that was all Kiwi burgers. But you, uh, Mark, are asking this for a very specific map-related question, are you not? Well, I am. Um, the other way you forgot is to confuse them with Australians. Oh, yeah, that hurts as well. Yeah. That, um, that really annoys them. And this actually leads on quite nicely to this uh, this website, World Maps Without New Zealand. Yes, um, and, and it is 
quite a common occurrence actually. Well, New Zealand's one of those weird countries that has, it's about a quarter of the population. I'd, some fake statistics, maybe some fake news, is that New Zealand, there's about 5 million New Zealanders in the world. Mm -hmm. And there's only what, four and a half in New Zealand. Yep, the rest is spread everywhere else. Um, yeah, and whenever there's an incident in the world, there's a New Zealander turned up. You name the bad or good incident. Um, and there'll be a New Zealander turned up and then somehow their parents or uncle will get on the news for something. And the other thing is, that although that's true, there are so many occasions where New Zealand is just left off the map. Off the map. And again, how to annoy New Zealanders. Forget that we're not that, uh, we're not the biggest country in the world. So uh, this website is dedicated to maps that have forgotten to put um, New Zealand on them. Yeah, I like the... Um the one at Poyang, Poyang Yang International Airport that replaced New Zealand with the clock. Yeah, that's a good one. Some people would say that's a more useful thing than New Zealand, but it still hurts. Yeah, um, and there are quite a, uh, quite a few examples of just no, no New Zealand. We've forgotten about it. The one that I also liked was the um, uh, the airline that had a, hadn't actually added it. Airline that hadn't. So it was a world map, but hadn't included New Zealand on the world map. I thought that was quite good for an airline. Yeah. Um, there's plenty of maps here, so it's worth just flicking through, having a look at them. Um, well, no, I like actually my favourite is the pretentious modern art. Was that the one on the wall? Yeah, it's one on the wall, and yeah. they've, they've put a, a saying, Is that all there is? Yeah. And they've put a world map up, and you're like, Well, no, there isn't, because there's New Zealand. You've missed out your wombles. How do they do it? I, I, I do find it weird that people will produce maps and forget that there is this other country. I mean, well, where would the world be without Lord of the Rings? Yeah, true. true. Anyway, check it out. It's on our Facebook page and uh, on Twitter. So, World Maps Without New Zealand. Uh, or without.nz. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Spatial News. Now, there's many things we love on this podcast. We're quite a loving podcast, I think. We are. We, yeah, we love most things. Um, and we love a good conference. We do. Um, and there's a com conferences coming up in Australia. They are. So um, Osri has been around for a little while. Osri is kind of the uh, Esri Australia's um, you know, user conference. Uh, everyone gets a free boomerang, I think, if they attend. How to annoy Australians. <laughs> um and uh, this year, 2017, they're back with a brand new format. Well, yeah, so. Osri's sort of struggled a lot. Like, New uh, Zealand so. Conference, I don't think I'm being unfair here, um, like the uh, Wallabies rugby league rugby team, Osri's struggled to find its place. Um, it hasn't been su as successful as the New Zealand Conference. No, and, and in most years, the uh, New Zealand Conference outstrips uh, Osri in terms of numbers. It is. I mean, it does help that we're a lot smaller. It does. And, uh, yeah, a quarter of the population is in one city. Yeah, explain to your manager that you need to fly kind of five, six hours across country to uh, yeah. attend the conference. A lot harder to uh, get past your manager. Yes, it is. Um, so, Osri's coming up. Do you know it's coincidental that it's a similar time to New Zealand? Is it? That's true, actually. It is. I've noticed. So, that's... Um Let's get this right, the 22nd of August in Melbourne, the 25th uh, of August in uh, Sydney, 29th of August in uh, Brisbane. 
Yeah, it is. And it's one-day conferences. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's going to be a similar format at each yep. um, conference. I would imagine. Um, one thing I did notice, Chris, is that um, the cost of advertising or having a stand there is quite high. Yeah, you were saying this. Go on. Um, do you want to read out some figures? Uh, I'd have to find them. Um, I think you suggested them for uh, each conference, you know, to attend all three conferences, something like 18000 Australian dollars, I think you said? Yeah. That's quite yeah. a lot. I mean, that's for Platinum Partner or something, but you're still like, wow, really? Mm. Um, I, I know the New Zealand one isn't anywhere near that expensive. No. Um, so, yeah, it is expensive, but maybe it's a quality um, conference. Well, I'm sure it is. I've, I've been uh, once or twice. Good conferences. Um, very different from New Zealand, but good conferences nevertheless. Yeah. I'm just trying to think. They've got programs up on the website if you're interested. And a few um, pre-event training courses by the looks of things. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Mostly focused on pro. What a surprise. Um, but you do notice Airsry Australia, unlike the New Zealand conference, um, they're actually taking up a large amount of the time. Say that again. So if you look at the program, yep. um, like all three, say there's three sessions just after lunch, or three streams, yep. with three sessions, and Esri, or Esri Australia, have most of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Completely different conference. We're very user-focused. They're very ESRI-focused. Yeah, yeah, one would even say it's just a marketing ploy by ESRI. (laughs) Okay, should we move on to the next news? We probably should. Spatial news. Uh, So, yeah, go on. Well, no. um, Now, we like to mock maps on this... Uh, podcast as well, kind of. Kind of. Um, I, I think in the past we've been a bit um, maybe abusive of flood maps, you know. What happens if there's a nine metre rise? Yep, yep. Um, because it's all a little bit of, yeah, I don't know, rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Should I use the more subtle word? Yeah, probably. Depends on <laughs> your, uh, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so, um, but, but Chris, you're reading Forbes magazine as you do. Uh, always, yeah. Um, and you came across an article that talks about an asteroid hitting Earth. It's a cheery article. <laughs> it is a cheery article. There's a great quote. Um, basically saying... He, um, he did say... Oh, this is a scientist in California. That predictions of earthquakes and causing a planetary shift in coastal flooding is most part nonsense. However, an asteroid hitting, that could be a true thing. <laughs> well, I don't know, have you ever watched uh, Doomsday Preppers on TV? No, I haven't, but it actually sounds like something I'd enjoy. Well, obviously it's mostly set in the States, uh, in kind of, you know, backcountry woods, but it's where, you know, people are prepping for Doomsday, so they've got their underground, you know, uh, you know, um, escape room and they've got food to last them for years etc 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 and 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 the maps we've got in this article here are about you know um, should something terrible happen like an asteroid which will melt the polar ice caps or you know move the earth on its axis or whatever else uh, where should you move to 
um, to stay safe because obviously if yeah, the, the uh, polar caps melt or the earth shifts on its axis that's obviously going to affect um, the land masses and a lot of areas going to get flooded um, and basically this article goes through each continent with a nice little or a nice map of uh, potentially what would happen um, to that continent with a you know with a sea level like large sea level rise we should say and where you're going to be safe um, it's really interesting if you're in Europe you're pretty much screwed um, there's not too many places that you're going to get a, you know you're going to be able to escape to um, if you uh, if you're in um, Africa um, uh, there's uh, you know a few places you can go it's okay uh, brushes um, mostly underwater but there's some large chunks of it which were um, okay uh, yeah. where else have we got um, Asia India actually looks really um, untouched uh, the coast is obviously um, underwater but the rest of it looks alright now one of the things Chris you're just getting to mm-hmm is New Zealand. Oh, I <laughs> wonder why. Um, and it turns out New Zealand would actually grow in size. It would. I'm really surprised. It's basically joining a landmass from uh, New Caledonia all the way down to uh, New Zealand and well, then Auckland Islands. Sort of. Yeah. It, it's actually the same size as Australia. Yeah. Um, and of course, we love good things being said about New Zealand. Um, so it's saying that New Zealand will grow in size and will once again join the land of old Australia. It's like, mm, mm. hopefully that doesn't happen. Um, but will quickly become the glory land and will ultimately become one of the safest areas in the world. It is already. It, well, and that's also why we're getting so many you know, uh, rich Americans uh, buying up land over here. True. Uh, Right, so let's move on to the uh, next article, which is... Uh, Spatial news. Which is all about um, beer. Um, so we've had a few of these articles uh, recently about um, uh, how uh, you know, maps and, and uh, beer and breweries and so forth. And a couple of uh, episodes back, we uh, highlighted a, um, a brewery map. Um, and this take is taking things a little bit further. Um, in this case, we are looking at, um, and this is where it gets kind of annoying, we're looking at a New Zealand brewery's geoform. Um, so it's a, a brewery's database where you can, uh, it's a geoform, so you can go in and you can fill out the name of the brewery, brewery website, source location, comments, and so forth. Um, and uh, you've also then got a map where you can select the location. Um, the kind of the interesting thing I, I find about this, and we are all terribly guilty of it as, <laughs> um, as GIS people, is it's a form. It doesn't need to be a geoform, it's just a form. Yes, they uh, like, they want to put geo in front of stuff. We don't need to, guys. No, although you did correct me when I said geo design. It is actually a discipline. Well, okay, but it's just a form. It just happens to have a map in it. Yeah, and I think we're very guilty of that uh, in the industry uh, in general of trying to make things more spatial than they need to be. Well, it's also one of our problems why we don't see a lot of innovation. Uh, yeah. uh, be- because they, um, yeah, constantly talking about geo and GIS when it's, it's just location, people. 
It is, yeah. It's just, we don't need to worry about the three letters geo. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, having said that, um, really, you know, good to see uh, this out there. Um, having this, you know, an up-to-date uh, map of where there are decent breweries in your area, who is not going to like that? Um, sure, but let's just add this to the other three or four that the brewery <laughs> maps yeah. there are. Yeah. Uh, right, moving on. Spatial news. We've been a little bit Esri focused, I guess. So, um, Mark, do you want to? We haven't always been um, constructive to Esri, then. That's right. But do you want to lead us down the uh, the open source path with another conference? Uh, sure. We love conferences. Have we said that before? We, we have. We, we may have mentioned it a couple of times. Um, now, there's this this conference. Uh, there's a call for papers. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Actually, deadline was May fifteenth, so. It's been and gone, we've kind of missed that. But I think it's still worth attending, and this is the QGIS Developer User Conference. Oh. Yeah, um, pretty cool. Where's it being held? Uh, it has been held, excuse pronunciation, Nordobol. And that, I can tell by your pronunciation, that that's probably in uh, Denmark, isn't it? It is in Denmark. Mm, probably the, uh, the University of Denmark's Forest and Landscape College. I'm well, just that is by your pronunciation. That is the only college in uh, Notable, as you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and it actually looks like kind of fun. Yeah. Um, apart from the, you know, I don't know, 27 hours to fly to uh, fly to Denmark. Yes, but think of the beer back to there. And the Land, the original. Oh yeah, true. Um, so yeah, I, mean, I actually think if you're just in the QI, if you're in the open source, you're just interested in GIS general, it's worth keeping an eye on this conference to keep up to speed with what else other people are doing around the world. Yep. And we know QI, I don't know, QGIS is, it's definitely got a strong, noticeable presence in the market. And particularly in Europe as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Um... Is that it for news, Mark? It is. Unfortunately, we can only take a small sampling of the enormous amount of news there is around the world on GIS. It's not bad, though. Um, but, yeah, we thought that was pretty interesting. Now, uh, before we get on to Topic of the Week, or rather we should talk about Topic of the Week now, um, we have mentioned in the, in, uh, in the past that we plan on having a few uh, Topic of the Week sessions all around um, kind of careers in GIS and um, you know, yeah. the, the role that different um, yeah, people have to play within that, in that space. Well, and our, our intention is to try and make it multi-generational. Does that even make sense? Yeah, kind of. Um, and that, like, we, we think getting new, new people into GIS is kind of cool. Yeah. Although we also think it means stymieing innovation, but um, yeah, we'd like to focus on multiple parts. So beginning of career and middle of career and end of career. I don't quite know when that is. Maybe soon if we stuff up on this podcast. Never. <laughs> um, and so we thought, what as a topic of the week and starting trying to look at careers um, and would love to have your feedback. Uh, what would we like to what would we wish we'd done differently or focused on more in the last I don't know decades that we've been in this business yeah 
So we've each come up with um, five things that we kind of, yeah, five things we wish we knew or would wished we'd done during our career that, you know, um, for whatever reason we, we didn't. Um, and I thought, yeah, yeah it'd be, uh, yeah, because we've, we've both been doing this for a, quite a while. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, I actually think it's quite interesting. And what I found interesting is I, you know, we've we've talked about this uh, a little bit, you know, what your five are compared to what my five are. And they're, they're actually really quite bi- quite different. They are, but I looked at yours and thought that's quite interesting. I think similar. Um, yeah, and I looked show at yours. you play the jingo. Yeah, first. the jingo. Jingo by jingos. <laughs> okay. Topic of the week. So five things we wish we'd kind of known or gone differently. And Chris, you were saying about about my ones. Yeah, you know, I, I, I looked at yours and, um, yeah, I thought, oh, yeah, actually, you know, that, w- that would also be, uh, you know, that would have been in my top five had I thought about it, but, you know, I've, I've thought about things in a different way, perhaps. Um, I, guess, I guess you you, you kind of put down what is important to you at the time, I guess. Um, yeah. So, I don't know, so let, let's start with yours, okay? So, what, what was your, one of your top five? Um, so, I wish I suppose that's what we're saying um, I wish I'd probably stayed more current with programming yeah interesting um, and that just just in the last 10 years we've probably taken some fundamental shifts we've gone to .NET yeah um, but we've also gone to dynamic um, remember the days of Ajax and now it's all common yeah um, and so the new technologies you know, new programming methodologies or um, methods are coming out all the time and not that I want to be a programmer because um, I've done that and it was fun while it lasted hmm. um, but I think it's important for understanding where you can push GIS and especially if you're trying to do solutions yep you know the questions to ask you know yeah yeah, yeah and maybe I mean, make some more informed decisions so I kind of I did a bit of programming when I was you know, you know started out my career. We're talking Avenue here, so yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm the same now. Um, you know, uh, people you know, that I work with uh, you know, talking about languages that just didn't exist when I first started. Out, you know? I think that's just because you're old and not hip. They just talk in a different language. What you reckon? They just make it up for my benefit. <laughs> no, but I mean the things the you know Python, you know. Um, yeah, Python's not that hard. No, I'm not saying it is, but again, it's one of these these kind of you know uh, languages that has, has almost become um, as important as, as, as GIS, you know, to the GIS profession. Yeah. Um. So when I first wrote this, I actually thought I wish I'd studied programming, and then I thought, hang on, I did a um, bachelor of computer science. I did a lot of programming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. What I'm what I'm actually meaning to say is, yeah. I suppose just been more fluent in yep. recent years. I know what you mean. Yeah. What about you, Chris? What's your what's one from your list? Well, this one's quite. Uh, this is just current for me at the moment because um, yeah, I'm going through a process of applying for, for a few uh, memberships and uh, GIS uh, PAP and, and so forth. And I wish somebody had told me when I started, in, you know, early in my career to 
keep a really good record of the stuff you have done. <laughs> because, you know, now, 10 years down the track or whatever it is, I'm being asked to remember the conferences I went to, the courses I attended, um, you know, what proof have I got that I attended uh, the uh, Esri UK um, conference in 2007? Or, you know, I, I don't have any proof. I've got nothing. Yeah. You know, um, I've done loads of training courses. Can I remember them all? No, I can't. You know, so I wish someone had said at a really early age, you know, this is going to be important to you later in your career. You know, professional development is important to you. Um, keep a record of what you've done. Keep up to date with uh, your your own personal development and keep a record of it. Um, but I also think I, when I read your one, uh, it was um, this thought about professional development. Mm-hmm. This is this is the one, right? Yep. Um, in that, a lot of the time spent younger was focused on technology. <coughs> excuse me, technology courses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than professional development or well, well, you know, career development courses, I have learned this. I have learned this new extension, you know, or whatever it yeah. was. Rather than I have developed my skill in, I don't know, presenting or in negotiation or you know, those kind of things. I, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Um, and so one of mine being sort of the opposite of this before is being less specialised. Um, and this is focused on, like, I've been quite map focused, and even now, map yeah, um, you know, I'm I'm actually really good at knowing stuff about maps, yeah, and mapping technologies, uh-huh. um, but that also limits where you can go, sure, and what you can do. Yep, you have to develop other skills, um, and just because you know a technology extremely well doesn't mean you're actually going to go that far. Um, but also, if you known another technology like SAP or something yeah um, there's because it's wider used there's probably more opportunities I, I do you know I love GIS right I love doing this kind of stuff you do uh, yeah I do um, sometimes it pains me to say so but I do I really enjoy <laughs> what I do but it's still that kind of I'm aware that I'm doing something that's quite niche within um, you know a wider kind of IT sphere, you know, and, and and as you kind of get narrower and narrower, your opportunities become less and less. So yeah, I, I appreciate that. Be less specialised. Yeah. Hmm. What's next for you then? Oh, this is quite an interesting one actually. Uh, I'm a little bit jealous of, of technology at the moment. Um, Ah, is that what you mean by that? Yeah, so, you know, I look out there at the moment and there's some really exciting stuff going on, uh, you know, in, in lots of spaces. Um, one of the things that I've, I've you know, always enjoyed and have a passion for is, is is kind of the marketing side of the business and how you can use you know, GIS and so forth in marketing. And, you know, for me at the moment, it's kind of this this amazing combination of everybody is carrying some form of you know mobile device that is giving off so much information about you there's so much information about you anyway because people are stupid enough to put it on facebook and you know <laughs> whatnot there's just such a lot of information that i wish i was starting my career now well we're getting cleverer and it's getting easier interesting getting yeah. getting cleverer yes getting easier i don't know i don't know if that is true well, no, it's the same amount of thinking, but 
before when you had to do thinking about how to do a point and polygon analysis. Now you're having to think about a million points and a million polygons. You are, but you're not. The jump isn't as... I don't know. You used to have to know how to do a point and polygon test. Yeah. Now you just know that it happens. I definitely think um, the future's looking good. Um, yeah. don't know if people play that game, or what, what, when do you wish you had been born? It's like, well, either now or in the future, because everything's going to be bigger and better. Yeah, but that has its own consequences, right? Sure. <laughs> now, I actually think that your next choice actually is is kind of part of my the you know, other choice I just had. Yeah. So and you, that's you've said, you know, you wanted to be involved in a startup, right? Yeah, I think younger days probably should have been more adventurous somehow. I would have learned a lot more. Yep. Um, and yeah, had had, but also been able to have achieved and might likely would have failed because most startups do. Um, but yeah, that would have been a lot of fun. Well, now you get dependence in that. You can't really think I'm going to go start up and risk the family house. No. But I think your kind of comment about being involved in a startup kind of yeah you know, leads back to my startups now are way more accessible because of where we are in the world you know because of yeah. technology is available it's much easier manufacturing electronics you know whatever else it's so much easier to, to start a startup now it's also easier to get money yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, people will back you as a startup knowing you're going to lose maybe, <laughs> maybe. so yeah. um, my next choice is potentially controversial yeah um, were you surprised? I was, kind of. Yeah. So, my next choice, and, and again, it kind of gets back to what you were just talking about, actually. But, you know, my my kind of world vision or whatever uh, is quite, is re-influenced because that's the technology I've used. Um, forever. Know, for, forever, yeah. Well, really. no, no, we all know that you did something weird at university. You use map info, but anyway. Um, <laughs> Sorry, map info, people. <laughs> wasn't suggesting that was weird but that's what I did um, but yeah you know the, the fact that Esri have been, has been so influential in my career I think means that you know when I think about solutions I think Esri you know I, I think in that way yeah um, if Esri hadn't existed or doesn't or didn't exist I think or weren't market, so dominant yeah I, I think the market would be a completely different place and again, or if you're in America say again if you're in America where yeah, there's no. much more competition. Yeah. But that kind of, you know, being involved in a startup, using a technology that you're inventing or doesn't exist or, you know, you're taking the best of things that you want. Whereas, you know, Esri is so dominant in the marketplace, particularly in New Zealand, you know, the solution often is, you know, we'll, 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 we'll use Esri. So it's not that I don't yeah. want to know Esri. I just think if there had been the opportunity to engage in different ways, you know, Google the Google Maps API was never an option when you know I was starting in my career. But I also think though, back to your, I wish I was just starting my career. There's a lot new spatial technologies that you can use. Yeah. Um, you know, the 3D gaming engines have really pushed spatial into into new spaces. 3JS. I mean, that, that's uh, that's been mind blowing. Yeah. Um, open source. Mm. Um, yeah. 
So I still, um, I still like it. You don't, you know, still believe it. <laughs> yeah. Still drink the Kool Aid. But there's just this element of me that's kind and of the like, black you know, what, what would it have been like if, uh, you know, I hadn't been involved in the way that I have? Yeah. What's your, uh, what's your number fourth? Uh, number fourth? Yeah, these are, this is actually linked to number four and five for me. Um, better salesperson mm-hmm. and back myself more. Mm-hmm. Um, and a better salesperson, not that I want to be a salesperson, but um, I suppose more influential. Influential um, in the sale process itself or in general? In general, in direction. Uh-huh. That's kind of backing um, yourself more, right? Yeah. Um, because yeah, being modest, I'm quite good at my job. Yeah, that was um, <laughs> number one podcast in New Zealand. Um, but the other aspect is, if I had pushed myself more, and maybe this is going back to being involved in the startup. Yeah. Um, and I backed myself more. That I don't know. Something would happen. <laughs> I know what you mean. I mean you're not to say, um, yeah, unhappy with what's happened. Because I'm so actually quite happy. In the office today, we did, uh, you know, you know the Myers, the Myers, yeah, Myers Briggs, Myers Briggs, right? Um, what personality box should you fit in? Yeah, yeah, and there's 16 personality types and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, in the office, I've been uh, opening there, uh, whatever it is, almost 10 of us, 10. Of us. Um, you know, uh, nine of us were introverts. But that doesn't mean much. No, no, I know, I know, I know it doesn't. But, you know, I, I think it's that, um, you know, part of backing yourself, part of being, you know, being better sales is, you know, is the technology that we're, or the type of people that we are within the industry, does that kind of restrict perhaps how we act? I don't know. Um, but I also think part of that's, well, for me, integrity. Um, you definitely can't sell something I don't get or don't believe in. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my uh, my fourth wish, I guess, uh, <laughs> was location analytics. Uh, and again, by that, and I kind of alluded to it yeah. earlier. You know, this this combination of mobile, the combination of internet, internet of things, um, with the concept of where. You know, I, I I just I just find that so exciting and. Again, if if I was early in my career, you know, perhaps that would have, that would be a path that I'd really look to do. Maybe I would have started my startup, you know, location analytics, focusing in in, in that space. Um, yeah, again, some... just something that I couldn't have done, you know, you know ten years ago it didn't exist. Yeah, well, we we kind of knew it was coming, but no one quite knew where and how connected people would be. Yeah, yeah. And so my fifth, uh, yeah. Final. Um, kind of again gets back to my first is you know I, I think that um, the emerging spatial professionals uh, you know group in New Zealand I think it's such a great idea because you know when you do start out in your career what have you got you know who's there to support you um, it can be quite difficult because it is now quite a diverse technology and what technology should you use and you know, how should you approach things and so forth and I think having that support by a, you know, a group of like-minded people is amazing so yeah, yeah. I, I think having that having that support when I was starting out in my career I think would have made a difference 
but you're also remembering we we our career started we sound really ice making us sound really old um we were at the start of the commodity based gis go on what do you mean well when we started and even last 10 years or 20 years gis was sort of a backroom tool Ah, oh, sorry, I see. I'm with you. So the, the commoditization of elements yeah. of GIS. Yeah, the, sure. The easy access to it. Yep. The, the fact that most people in IT know about spatial and location now. Yep. Whereas back in the day, this was all new and it was all weird and there was some funny stuff going on and people were still in CAD and... Yeah, so there, there wasn't the user base. Uh, what I find strange uh, and... and this goes back to my, you know, don't know Esri kind of thing, is that, you know, location is everywhere now. You know, what proportion of the knowledge of location do we give to Esri and other, you know, map info into graph and, and so forth? And what do we lay at the door of Google? And, and my feeling, at least, is that Google's done more to change and introduce location than, than perhaps these other GIS companies. Yeah, they ha- they have to the common people and to people. <laughs> living in the land of the common people. Yeah. Um, yeah, they have. Mm. Um, Microsoft are catching up. Um, you know, there's a lot of location-based Microsoft products. Yep. Um, so yeah, locations come here, and and again, we criticise our own industry for being too uh, inward-looking. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, other people just put it location. They don't call it a geoform. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Geoform. Right. So, that was topic of the week. Uh, yeah, that was quite to hear what, what people think, you know. Um, you know, people have been in their career for only a few years or people have been, you know, doing it as long as we have. Yeah, what would they change? You know, you look back, what, what, what wishes do you have? Um, so, if yeah. you've got comments, um, we'd love to hear them. Um, send us an email at uh, tutorable at gmail.com or leave us a message on our Facebook page or tweet us or something. Yeah, get to us on Twitter. At my tutorable. Yeah. Cool. Right. So, the favourite part of the show. Are you yes. dreading this more, Chris? Or are you looking forward to it with your practice? <laughs> and, like, I mean, because you're, you know, you're heading to the Everest of export to shape yeah, um, or maybe the dev summit's the everest i don't know yeah i think the dev summit is the everest this is more kind of this is more the the party piece i always like to think of that way okay yeah. maybe the k maybe k2's the um could be the prop the prop uh, one what do you think this, about it i'm getting um, nervous i guess that's very fair, fair to say <laughs> yeah. so what we're talking about is our favorite game export to shape file mm. actually there's the, a do, you, do we call it a geo geek game, Chris, or just geeks? And we're abusing everything geo. I think we can call it a geo geek game because it's pretty focused on geo. Okay. Um, yeah, but it's um, it's well. How do you describe it? You just do. <laughs> Export to shapefile. All right, look it up. Google it. We'll just get on with it. Uh, who's starting? Am I starting? Uh, yes. I've been uh, practicing my um, my opening moves. Actually, this is where it's a little bit by like chess. So 
GTA, your Queen's Gambit and your whatnot. Um, so yeah, I've been, I have been practicing a little bit, and I am going to start with Generalize. Generalize? Now, this is a strategy. Um, okay, I don't know whether to try and be clever or not. <laughs> Some people say I can't. Uh, okay, I'll try and put you off your game by going for a trend from the Spatial Analyst Toolbox. Okay. So I know you like the Spatial Analyst Toolbox, so I I'll beat you to it. Um, trend. Yeah. Interesting move. Um, I'm going to try and head you off a little bit. Um, so I've been practicing my opening, so... Um, Euclidean distance, also from the spatial analyst toolbox. Uh, Ooh, you've gone there. Hmm. Okay. Meet you head on, mate. All right, I'll throw it back, back right at you. Kernel density. Oh. Majority filter. Ooh, quick to the draw. Hmm. Got a plan. Yeah. Okay then. Uh, Cost backlink. Spatial analyst. Man, it's like uh, it's like playing chicken. Spatial mm -hmm. spatial uh, Stream order. I'm staying there. Ooh, you are too. Okay then. Uh, I will go to extend line. Oh, you blinked. Yeah, I did blink, or I put a foot in the right direction. Um. Remember, you backed yourself into a special analyst toolbox the other week. I did actually. Uh, not that you've got me rattled at all, but points to line data management. Ooh. Okay, I see your data management. And I'll push you into sort coded value uh, value domain. Okay, following me in. That's that's fair enough. Let's see if I can shut that door. Um, near from the uh, analysis toolset. Okay, uh, safe and steady, enable archiving. Um, I have a plan. Um, region group. Region group? Back into Special Analyst. Yeah, I, I think you've planned that. Realising you just said, I have a plan, but mm. sometimes you say that and you don't. But yeah, but it is. <laughs> um, okay then. Uh, curveball surface contour. That is a little curvy actually, but I think I can, yeah, I think I can meet your curve. Um, Locate last points by proximity. Uh, yeah, no tins this week, Chris. Well, no, we got a complaint. <laughs> well, you're putting it politely. We had one person complain a lot. True. <laughs> and my stalling hasn't helped. I'm going to export to Shapefile. It's getting tight at the top, isn't it, Mark? That was a close game. Mm. And to give you credit, 
at um, yeah I think you need to be a little bit more confident <laughs> possibly I, I was kind of there weren't a few moves after, um, I was hoping they create um, geometric network oh, sorry surface contour would um, would put you on the back foot actually knock you off but it didn't you were strong and stable <laughs> thanks for those card wounds Mark so um, that brings us to the end of the game and the end of the podcast it is the end of the podcast uh, now where are you going to be watching the Lions or Blacks game tomorrow uh, at a friend's house hmm likewise predictions um, not quite a bloodbath to the All Blacks not quite a bl- okay I think it's going to be a little bit closer I think I think it's maybe five ten points are going to be in it but I'm still leaning towards the All Blacks yeah I think it'll be close score wise mm. but in the second half the All Blacks will just it'll just be a case of them not scoring because of something they did okay well that's our prediction so um, find out next week where we get to indeed uh, and get in touch with us we love it we do and with that uh, good evening um, see you next time yeah goodbye